Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio, here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Well, the Olympic Games... The women's soccer in the Olympic Games, which, as I've told you, is about the only thing that really interests me, is off to a fascinating start with a shock upset for match day one. Uh, Let's talk about it here on the show. Love to hear from you. Uh, We are coming to you live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM, as well as iHeartRadio. Tune in the award-winning Sirius XM app. And I'd like to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network to the show. It is great to have you with us. By the way, if you miss any part of the show, don't you worry. You can get it on our podcast network. Just go to the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network, or wherever you download your podcast and subscribe to World Soccer Radio. You'll get it in your inbox every time we have a new show, which should be Monday through Friday, um, uh, you know, every day during the week. A lot to talk about of for the beautiful game. Plus, Arsenal cancel a big U.S. trip they had planned, kind of an annual affair, the Florida Cup. Let's talk about that due to COVID. Everton have some serious PR issues uh, to deal with as Rafa Benitez gets bedded in as their new manager. We need to talk about that. But And we will, of course, look at the transfer market and the silly season as it starts. We are just a few weeks away from the restart of the Premier League season with this new COVID variant now raging around the world. I am concerned as to what the future will be this season for the Premier League. Let's have a talk about it, and I'm going to tell you uh, why uh, you don't want to be a silly chump. It's just that simple, so you want to stay tuned for that. Love to hear from you. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, I talk the beautiful game with you every night, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, and then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast for all you early birds listening on Sports Overnight America. If you're watching the women's Olympic soccer, I know you're getting up at that time anyway. If so, uh, you know, hey. What a great introduction to the show. Welcome. Twitter, at Nagiba, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I'll be right back after this. World Soccer Radio. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Find me on Twitter at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Um, you know, kind of a mi- mixed bag today of what we're going to talk about on the show. Uh, let's start with talking a little bit about the COVID situation and sport, then move on to a discussion of the Gold Cup a little bit. Now, I, I take a lot of heat on this show. Uh, in case you don't know, because of uh, some of the topics I talk about and some of them 
I don't. But we are getting to the point in the Gold Cup where if you want to place a wager or two, now may be a good time to do it. Certainly, the surprise package in the Gold Cup, without a doubt, is Cutter. Uh, so yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that. But if you are planning on making a wager, there's no better place than my good friends at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Safe, secure, never a problem getting money in or out of your account. Some of the best odds in the business and a complete smorgasbord of sports for you to choose from. Prop bets, money lines, you name it, they got it. Even Gold Cup betting, we'll talk a little bit about that. But if you're into the Olympics, they got all your Olympics. They got football, basketball, hockey, baseball, martial arts. Oh my goodness, it goes on and on and on. Darts, boxing, MMA, reality shows, they got everything you might want. Right now, if you go to betonline.ag, either on your mobile device or on your desktop, you can get a 50% bonus. They will give you a 50% bonus on your first deposit. That's right. You heard me right, folks. I know you did a double take there. They'll give you a 50% bonus on your first deposit. So waste not a moment. Head over to betonline.ag and sign up now. So we are talking about some of the stories going on in sports. And, I, and I'm going to kind of do them on a couple of hands. So we're going to start with the Gold Cup. We've got the Olympics and women's Olympic soccer. Uh, we've got the transfer market. Uh, we've got this COVID issue. And we have some potential rule changes that FIFA are looking at for the game. And they're instituting them right now in a youth tournament. And I want to talk about some of them with you uh, and get your take on them. I'm certainly going to give you my opinion uh, as to... Uh, how I feel about these rule changes. So there you have it. That's what's on the table. Let's start with the Gold Cup. Now, as I mentioned, I have taken some heat about the fact that I don't really cover the U.S. men's national team all that much, and I certainly don't cover Major League Soccer that much. And now both of those things are true. I don't cover the U.S. men's national team that much because um, I'm really not that into them. It doesn't mean I'm not a patriotic uh, expatriate British American. I am absolutely that. I served in the armed forces here. I'm a veteran of the 82nd Airborne Division. Uh, I am as much of a uh, lover of this country as uh, anybody else is that lives here. Uh, so I'm not. it's not a question about not being patriotic. It's a question about what interests me and what doesn't. And to be fair, the U.S. men's national team generally is of much lower interest to me than, say, the U.S. women's national team. Now, clearly the U.S. women have a great deal of success under their belt, and we're going to talk about maybe why that tarnish is coming off a little bit later today. But part of it is the level of competition, and, and, and this is no fault of the U.S. men's national team whatsoever that they are in CONCACAF, which is the uh, Confederation of, uh, of North America, Central America, and the Caribbean states, meaning... They play a lot of rubbish teams in CONCACAF. It's not like you're England in UEFA where you're playing Germany and France and Portugal and Spain and Switzerland. And you have some really, the Netherlands, you know, Italy. You have some of the best teams in the world that you're playing against. Uh, you know, when was the last time a CONCACAF team won the World Cup? Ah, uh, that's a good question for you, right? I know you're scratching your head. Never! Now, Conmebol's a little different. Obviously, you've got Brazil and Argentina. 
and a couple of other, you know, good teams. Uruguay is another great team in, down there. But, you know, on the whole, CONCACAF is a pretty crappy confederation in terms of football. And that is why I'm just not that interested in the U.S. men's national team. We have some great young players here in the U.S., absolutely. And many of them are applying their trade in Europe at the highest levels. And that's fabulous. But it's just not interesting for me to see the United States play Jamaica. El Salvador, Costa Rica. I'm sorry, no disrespect to El Salvador, Costa Rica. I, you know, I have nothing against these nations. Mexico is probably the only other team worth discussing to a degree in, in, in CONCACAF. But, you know, Mexico are losing some of their mojo as they're getting kind of left behind over the last five years or so, I would say. So it's just not that interesting to me. So the Gold Cup. Well, I was not interested in the group stages, but now we are through to uh, what is an interesting place in the Gold Cup. We are now through to the first round, final round, the quarterfinals, uh, where Qatar, who was an invitee to the Gold Cup. And by the way, I have heard a lot of people talking about, you know, why is Qatar in the Gold Cup, blah, blah. Well, why was the U.S. in Copa America? a few years ago because it is tradition that the host nation in the world cup gets invited to participate in tournaments it's a good thing not a bad thing you know we talk about the lack of talent and competition in CONCACAF you know hey Qatar a, t a, a national team with absolutely zero footballing history background uh, bona fides is in the quarterfinals of the gold cup think about that for a minute okay i mean uh it's interesting isn't it <laughs> so who was in the gold cup well the bahamas costa rica gaia french guyana guyana martinique cutter St. Vincent and the Grenadines. I mean, come on, right? Obviously, the U.S. <laughs> French Guyana. Well, there is a footballing powerhouse, if ever there was one. But how did they do? Well, they, beat Pan they drew Panama 3-3, the Qataris. They beat Grenada 4-0. I was there in the invasion of Grenada, so I helped uh, beat them 1-0 one, one to the U.S. Just joking, but I was there. And Qatar beat Honduras 2-0. So they've had some decent results, you know. I mean, Panama and Honduras in the, in the, uh, the pantheon of footballing the, the greats in CONCACAF, I mean, these are considered kind of, you know, journeyman, reasonable teams. So well done to Qatar. They're now going to play El Salvador at State Farm Stadium. As of right now, the, night, the interesting thing is they are actually the favorites to win this game against El Salvador, plus 100 at Bet Online today. Uh, I wouldn't take that bet. I mean, I don't think El Salvador particularly good, but I, I, I would probably steer clear of any bet on the Qatar-El Salvador game. Mexico-Honduras. Mexico, big favorites, minus 220. 
Honduras plus 740. Again, probably would not bet on that one because it's too dangerous. Not enough money for Mexico to win at minus 220, even though they they are because they are the favorites. But this is Mexico, and they are fully capable of melting down for no particular reason. And Honduras at plus 740, I really don't believe they're going to beat Mexico. You know what? Maybe I make a, may make a speculative bet at plus 740 on Honduras. So there you go. Maybe, maybe that is my bet. Oh, look at this. I am just about out of time. Why don't we pick up more Gold Cup on the other side of the break? This is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Eber. We're presented to you by betonline.ag, and I'll be right back after these messages. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, you can find this show in its entirety at our podcast network at the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network, or anywhere you download your favorite podcasts. And we are also on many digital platforms, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning SiriusXM app, as well as, of course, Believe. I mentioned that. We're on American Forces Network, Sports Byline Network, and SiriusXM in terms of regular radio and or satellite radio. So pretty much everywhere you want to be. Uh, weekday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast on Sports Overnight America. So let's get back to the story because we're talking about uh, Gold Cup semifinal, quarterfinals, excuse me. Uh, I said, Qatar, El Salvador, avoid any bets on that. By the way, uh, all these odds courtesy of betonline.ag. Mexico, Honduras... Um, I don't like minus 220 for Mexico. Yes, they are the favorites. Yes, I expect them to win. But at minus 220, I don't like those odds at all because I do think there is always a chance, a better chance than perhaps not, than they may get beat by a surprise upset by Honduras. So along those lines, Honduras at plus 740 may be worth a very tiny, tiny, folks, I mean tiny, speculative bet just to have some fun with it. I fully expect Mexico to win, but I don't like the odds. The book, bookmakers agree. They are the biggest favorites of the semifinals, upon me, of the quarterfinals. So uh, Mexico, I will not bet. So Costa Rica, Canada. Uh, interesting matchup here, people. Costa Rica plus 140, Canada plus 210. Go for the upset right now. I'm saying take Canada plus 210. I like it. I think the Costa Rican team is good, and at plus 140, it's reasonable money. But if there's an upset to be had, I actually like Canada to give it. So there you go. USA, Jamaica, USA, the big favorites. Not as big of a favorite as Mexico is to Honduras, but the USA, pretty big favorite regardless at minus 175 against Jamaica, at plus 500. The U.S. team, I fully expect to beat the Jamaican team at plus 500 and will play, uh, you know, uh, any one of the winners of the other uh, quarterfinals. So there you have my Gold Cup discussion. Um, I apologize if you tune into this show. Look, I, I don't like to uh, um, drive or, or, or suggest to my listeners uh, other places for them to go to find good good soccer content. There, are, there is some good soccer content elsewhere. If you like good discussions of the U.S. men's national team, go to our podcast network because there's some really, really great podcasts up there by former and current players in the U.S. men's national team, uh, as well as uh, others 
talking about the U.S. men. If that's what you're interested in, uh, just so that you know, I don't talk about the U.S. men's national team all that much on this show. I don't talk about Major League Soccer that much on this show because it doesn't interest me that much. Now, I will be honest with you. I have worked in Major League Soccer. I have worked for the LA Galaxy. I have worked for AEG. I have been involved in the earlier days of MLS and the growth of the game. Have nothing against it whatsoever. As I keep telling you on this show, the reason that I don't really talk about it is we have a limited amount of time on this show, one hour a day, to talk about the most popular and popular sport on the planet, a sport played in some 180-plus member nations of FIFA um, at some of the highest levels. We talk about the game at the highest level. Just like when you tune in to listen to basketball talk, you want to hear about the NBA. You don't want to hear about the D-League, right? If you want to hear about the D-League, there are plenty of D-League shows that you can tune into that will keep you entertained and, and, and up to speed on what's happening on the D-League. So that is kind of where I'm at here. As hard as it is for me to say this to you, uh, MLS is the D-League of professional men's soccer. It's not bad at all. But it's not the Premier League. It's not Serie A. It's not the Bundesliga. It's not La Liga. It's not Ligon. It's not UEFA. So, you know, there you have it. I don't think I need to be any more blatant than that. So that's up with the men's national team. That's what's going on with the Gold Cup. Uh, you know, I think the U.S. will likely uh, will get to the final of the Gold Cup, depending on who they play. I, I think they likely will win. Uh, and I think, you know, that's what one wants from your team, right? As I said before, it's not the fault of the U.S. men's national team who they play. They can only play who's put in front of them. They are in CONCACAF, so the Gold Cup is a very unexciting, quite frankly, not all that difficult tournament in the pantheon of tournaments. But one would then expect them to win it, as I fully expect them to win it. And there are times, by the way, they have not looked great in this tournament, but they've done what they've had to do, and, uh, and I will give them uh, love and respect for that. So um, anyway, I believe the U.S. will ultimately win this tournament. Uh, so let's get to the Women's World Cup, shall we, before we... Oh, no, let's, uh, to, uh, let's hold off on the women until next segment because I've already chewed up, uh, chewed up a little bit about this segment, uh, uh, on this segment. Let's talk about some of the stuff going on in global football. Now, the Florida Cup has become, the last three or four years, a bit of a, a, bit of a thing in the summer in Florida. Basically, they invite four teams to come play two games, to come and play four games, uh, Game A and Game B, the winner of A plays the winner of B for the first place round, and the losers plays them for the second place, for the, for the third and fourth place. It's a very simple, quick little tournament. It's just make it a little bit competitive, invite some big teams from Europe and, and elsewhere to come play, and, and there you have it. it. It's another one of the money-spinning friendlies uh, that teams over the years have used in order to get a little preseason action in play some teams they maybe wouldn't otherwise play in, get exposure to foreign shores, and make money. So I'm not sure any of that is a bad thing. But this year, uh, because of COVID, uh, last year basically was canceled. This year, COVID, uh, two of the four teams have now pulled out into Milan and Arsenal have both pulled out for COVID. Um, uh, this is tough having been a game promoter and match promoter myself. My, I am definitely feeling it for the folks that organize the Florida Cup. 
Um, I think maybe it was a bit overambitious of them to try to pull it off this year. But we have a new COVID variant that is hitting the world uh, called, uh, what is it, the uh, Delta variant, is that it? And it is causing and an absolutely running, uh, creating havoc uh, amongst unvaccinated people. I'm going to re repeat myself, folks. And again, my show, I can say what I want on this show. I love everyone at Sirius. I love everyone at Sports Byline. Nobody tells me what to play, except I was admonished for playing the Circle Jerks, the world up my ass, as a song coming in. So, okay. But you know what? That is a minor thing. No one ever says to me, Nick, you can't talk about this. You can't talk about that in your show. Uh, you know, they tried that once when I had a TV show at Fox. You may recall, if you ever, if you ever watched uh, what was back then, Fox Football Friday, um, they once forced us to have the uh, Fox had signed the <laughs> had signed a uh, broadcast deal with the U.S. Women's National Team, and they forced us forced us to have um, the, uh, uh, the physician <laughs> Women's National Team on to talk about sports injuries, which is just so not what we were doing on the show. Anyway, we asked him a bunch of wildly inappropriate questions because we were so pissed that they'd made us have him on. Uh, not that he wasn't a nice guy, by the way. He was a lovely guy and probably not deserving of the fun we poked at him. But there you go. So they, don't, they, they tell me I can talk about anything on this show, so I'm going to do that. Look, if you haven't, this Delta variant is running rampant. I, I live here in Las Vegas where, as you know, we have the Strip, we have downtown, we have casinos, we're one of the world's preeminent tourist destinations. We get a bunch of people who come to Las Vegas and feel like they can poop and pee all over our town and then go home because that's quite frankly how Vegas has marketed themselves over the years. Um, but you know, as it stands, if you go to the Strip these days, and I was just there against my will, almost at gunpoint I have to tell you, uh, the other day, it was packed. Packed with people almost none of whom were wearing masks anymore. I mean, just six months ago, you had to wear a mask. You had to have your temperature taken. Uh, they had partitions between all the, all the casino games. I mean, and then, boy, as soon as they lifted that mandate, it took not even two hours for the casinos to get rid of all of that. So now we have this Delta variant that's running rampant, highly infectious version of COVID. If you are vaccinated... You are going to be okay. I mean, I know statistically it's not 100%. It's like, you know, 99.2 or something like that. But basically, you're going to be okay. You don't have to worry. You can go about your life as normal. But if you're not vaccinated, you're in big trouble, folks. Now, there are a certain group of people that can't be vaccinated. That is children 12 and under or under 12. But if you are able to get vaccinated, get vaccinated there's no conspiracy there's no microchips in the vaccine uh there's no mind control uh, or mercury or any of this other rubbish in this vaccine what is in this vaccine is the ability for your body to basically beat the living crap out of covid19 and it's because of morons that choose not to be vaccinated not for medical reasons, not for age reasons. I don't, no, discourage, no disparaging those folks whatsoever. But if you choose not to be vaccinated because you are vax hesitant or think it's a government conspiracy, you stand a good chance of getting COVID and dying. And that to me, at, I guess at this point becomes what? Natural selection? I'm sorry, I, I, I really feel bad. 
Your family will be devastated, but you are a moron. And because of people like you, we have situations like the, the, the Florida Cup having to be canceled. Because too many idiots are not getting vaccinated. All right, uh, listen, I've got to go to break. I'm going to come back. We'll wrap this one up. We'll get right back to the U.S. women's national team. By the way, there is talk they may cancel the Tokyo Olympics after they've started, and they have already started. All right, I'll be right back after this. Welcome back. Nick Bieber here with you on World Soccer Radio. Welcome back on the Sirius XM and Sports Byline Broadcast Networks as well as iHeartRadio. Tune in the award-winning Sirius XM app, the American Forces Radio, and the podcast available on the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Uh, in the last segment, I was going off a little bit about COVID and people that don't get vaccinated. Not because of a medical reason, not because of the fact that they are under 12. Maybe they live in uh, the outside wilderness where they're unable to get a vaccine. I don't believe that that's actually possible anymore in, in, in North America. I believe, you know, and everyone's within a few minutes of an available, free and effective vaccination. Because the whole notion of vaccinations have become politicized for some bizarre reason that makes... No sense to me whatsoever, except of this sort of a theater of the absurd that we live in these days. Only 43% of the population, I believe I'm correct, I may be wrong. Oh no, I believe that's here in Nevada, I apologize. I think it's more, I think it's 56% nationally have had their vaccines, which means, I think nationally, that means that there's 44% of the people, and again, let's just, we have over 300 million people here in the United States, which means, you know, 132 million people are choosing not to get vaccinated. They are choosing to put their lives on the line. They are choosing to be carriers of COVID. Look, this is all I can tell you. From what I understand if you are vaccinated you may get covid however you will likely have such low viral loads that you will not be contagious and also your viral loads will be so low that you may not even notice you have it It may just be like you know getting a a mild cold you don't even know you have You shouldn't need any other motivation to go get vaccinated than you can have that scenario or you can suffocate in your own sputum in a hospital on a ventilator and die. That's the other option. Even if there was a microchip in the vaccine, which there isn't, by the way, (laughs) would you not rather be microchipped than choking to death on your own sputum in an ICU? Or is this some grand political statement you're going to die on the cross of martyr for the anti-vax movement? Look, this is so stupid. Let's relate this to sports, though. 
Where we are right now is we have a bunch of friendlies being canceled. Here in Las Vegas, we have a bunch of big shows that came back with much fanfare, like Bruno Mars, like uh, the what's his name, Iglesias, the comedian Fluffy that had all these sold out shows. They're now canceling their shows. I mean, here in Las Vegas, we put the stupidest rule in effect where uh, it's okay for people, uh, customers and tourists and on the uh, convention goers on the strip and, and, and environs uh, not to wear a mask, but casino workers or all employees have to wear masks. That is the stupidest, most nonsensical, dumbest thing I've ever heard. And there are areas, Nevada being where I live, one of them, Florida, another, where the Florida Cup was, which have become hotspots. So uh, it canceled. So folks, go get a vaccine. Don't become a statistic. Get a vaccine so we can all enjoy the strip, so we can all enjoy the Florida Cup. Arsenal and Inter Milan don't have to pull out. <coughs> we don't have to worry about the Olympic Games being canceled, is what they're talking about. But let's get to the Olympic Games and the one thing that I said I really liked about the Summer Olympics, which was women's soccer. Why do I like women's soccer at the Olympics? Because it is the second most important tournament in the international women's soccer calendar, okay? When they expand the World Cup more, it will be, unfortunately, uh, have even more distance between it and the Women's World Cup. But regardless, again, as I said, you can only play as put in front of you. That's what's happening. Well, today we had an absolutely shocking upset. Uh, the 44-game unbeaten streak of the U.S. women ended today not with a 1-0 defeat, not with a 2-0 defeat, not with a 2-1 defeat or a, you know, 3-2, but with a 3-0 thrashing at the hands of the Swedes. And there are two thoughts that I have about this result. Number one is, it means that the next match that the women play is against, I think, New Zealand or Australia, is a must-win game. I believe they will win that game. But number two, it should let you know that women's football is developing and maturing, getting better, and other countries, other nations, other players, other leagues, other teams are taking it seriously and building quality women's programs. And yes, a lot of the Swedes play in the U.S. Yes, a lot of the Swedish women came from the U.S. collegiate system and the U.S. professional soccer ranks, absolutely. But many, many, many of these women on this Swedish team play uh, for clubs in Europe. The powerhouse of football is waking up to the women's game. We've talked about this over the last year or two and is starting to make it much more competitive. And quite frankly, I'm sad for the U.S. women because I want them to win because I am a fan of the U.S. women's national team. However, I believe the last few years, last two years, they have become intensely focused in on their social, uh, on their social movement, on their, quote, equal pay uh, crusade. And I'm not sure they're the right people, by the way, to be the uh, to be the crusade leaders <clears throat> for obvious reasons but you need to back it up on the pitch and if they're no longer able to back it up on the pitch if they are now one of many 
It makes it a loss less impactful. If the U.S. women don't win the Olympics, uh, this one loss isn't going to stop them from winning the gold medal in the Olympics. You have to ask what the knock-on effect will be. Will it be that the U.S. women now need to refocus more on the game and less on the trappings of success? Um, and I don't mean that with the Rolls Royces and the massive, uh, you know, bling and all that, because that's not what they've been about. I, I mean, using their success as their bully pulpit, which has been a good thing, by the way. But I don't know. We'll have to watch and see. However, I think for me personally, for my opinion, what I have to tell you is this is great news for women's football. Any time the 500-pound or 800-pound gorilla is brought down and you can see that there are other 800-pound gorillas uh, as well, it's a good thing. Competition breeds interest. Competition breeds excitement. I've been talking to you about the women's football, and I've been saying that I think it's the next high, really, really, really high-growth sport, not just in this country, but globally. And if there are other teams that can go toe-to-toe, toe-to-toe with the behemoth, with the dreadnought that is the U.S. women's national team, that is only going to make the game better. And it's only going to make the game more interesting. Uh, you know, what the U.S. have done is, or, 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 what's it, they filled the uh, bathtub with water and the rising water has lifted everybody? I don't think that's quite the right analogy or statement, but you, you get what I'm saying. They set the bar. And other teams are now taking the challenge. And for the sport and for the growth of the game, and for sports fans like me, I'd rather watch that than MLS. Because it is women's football, which is a different game than men's football, played at its highest level. That's why I'm a fan. And by the way, entertaining games. Less histrionics. The men's team now full of histrionics. By the way, um, you know, that is one of these sort of old Victorian notions about hysterical women, and which is, you know, obviously outdated in history. I'm not suggesting it is any now. But, you know, oh, my God, that's where the word histrionic comes from. And, and you know, if you think about it, um, the men's teams have much more histrionics on the pitch than the women do. The men roll over like they've been shot by a sniper. Did you watch the Did you watch the Copa America final? Oh my God! Uh, there was a sniper in the stadium somewhere because these players just kept going down for no apparent reason. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll see with the U.S. women. Look, I, I believe they're going to win the Olympics. Still, uh, the Swedes, great result. They played great. I, I think. You know, I think one of the commentators, was it Julie Foudy, who was commentating during the game, said this could really be a wake-up call for the U.S. women. And I think it really, really could be. They have the skill. They have the talent. <clears throat> if they don't win, the scapegoat will not be the team. It will be the manager, which is unfortunate because, you know, I think managing that many veteran, world-class superstars of their sport is near on impossible nigh on impossible and i think at this point the manager and i forget his name he's the macedonian bloke uh is just who replaced jill ellis is just holding on 
holding on. He's wrestling. He, he's uh, alligator wrestling. He's just holding on for the ride. And if there is a meltdown, if there is a shock result, if the U.S. doesn't win it, and I hope they do, and I think they will, I don't believe that he should be held responsible. You hold the players responsible. And if you hold the players responsible, they've got to have the gumption to raise their hand and accept responsibility. And, and let me tell you something. I actually believe they do. I believe that this group of women and, and the women that come through this program are of a certain character that they would not deflect blame onto their uh, new manager. They would accept responsibility themselves, maybe for not playing at the highest level, maybe for not being mentally prepared. Who knows? Of course, we're making an assumption that they don't win, and that is a very, very dangerous assumption to make when you're talking about the women's national team. So it'll be interesting to see, but it's great for the sport. The more competition, the better. As I said, you need to support the U.S., uh, the, the women's professional soccer here in the United States. Why? Because right now, Right now, uh, it is the top league in the world, right? I mean, the NWSL, it is the top league in the world. And, uh, you know, I think it is. We, it needs to say that. I'd like to see it expand to 20 teams. I'd like to see, you know, more of the, um, of the Major League Soccer teams uh, you know, get with it, but we need to support it because it is the Premier League of the women's game. All right, this is also the Premier League of Soccer Radio Talk. I'm Nick Gieber. I've got to take a break and be right back to wrap it up right here on World Soccer Radio right after these messages. We are presented by betonline.ag. Already taking heat for my COVID vaccination uh, statements, and I'm going to stand by them. If you don't want to get vaccinated because of some vast government conspiracy or microchips in the vaccine or mercury levels or what have you, uh, if you're happier to avoid that and get COVID and die, well, you know, I don't. I'm, I'm sorry. I feel bad for your families. But you, sir or madam, are a complete fool. It's like you're starving to death and someone puts a plate of fruit in front of you and you say, ah, oh, I'm not going to eat it because I don't know where it came from. I mean, that is idiocy of the highest level. And, you know, we say it's, it's, you know, personal responsibility now whether you get a vaccine or not. And I, I agree with that. But if that's the case, then you just let stuff happen. Let the Florida Cup go forward. Let the Olympics happen. And if a bunch of unvaccinated people show up and get sick, well, that's on them. That's what personal responsibility is about. 
I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. I apologize for delving. Well, I don't apologize. I, I'm sorry if you wanted to hear about 4-4-2 versus uh, different formations or who's going to be the best center-back or the under-12s of the Bulgarian national team. Uh, today, we're talking a little politics. Because when it comes to sport, sport and politics are inextricably linked as much as we would like them not to be. All right, I will be back with you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time, then again, midnight Pacific. That is 3 a.m. on the East Coast. We'll talk some more football. We're going to look at the transfer market. We'll continue to look at the Women's uh, Olympics. And, of course, we'll get ready for a big weekend in the Gold Cup. That's what we'll be talking about this week. Hope you enjoy the show. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Talk to you tomorrow. Cheers. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube